it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. So look at he's standing away. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going. Devin Smith got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh, and Graham for the touchdown. Graham shoots it high on the right for three. This is the Buckeye Show. All right, what's going on, Buckeye fans? Timmy Hall here with you. Happy Wednesday. We have a lot to talk about. It is it's the first Wednesday of February. It's the first day of February. Black History Month. It's a fantastic month in general for sports. We, of course, will have college basketball raging. Uh, you know, maybe not so much for our, our men's basketball team. They got a lot of work to do if they want to get back into the picture. We got a women's basketball game tonight. They tip off at 7.30 as they try to stop a three-game skid. It's okay, though, when you start 19-0, and 0, can handle a little bit of a three-game skid. And Wisconsin's not good. I think they're 7-14, and 14, so they'll be on the road in Madison. And then the men's team will play at home against Wisconsin tomorrow. But again, you had Ryan Day, almost every coach over at the Woody speaking for a national signing day with no new signees. But you're still you're still looking for that next guy. And of course, the transfer portal being what it is, they had a lot of new guys, new faces to talk about. But uh, let's bring in our guy here co-hosting tonight. My man, Triple H, everybody. What's going on, boys? How are we doing, bud? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, didn't expect to be hosting tonight, but I am, and I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking to you about this Buckeye team and just all that they've been doing since that brutal loss in the college football playoff. It's nice to catch up with the coaches today and hear from them and hear how the team's doing and their view and lens of the program right now because there's a little insecurity, I think, just just in general. Every single day as an Ohio State fan, like, are we are we going to lose this? Are we going to lose you know our 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 power? In the Big Ten, if you will, are we gonna we're we gonna fall off the face of the earth with the losses to Michigan and whatnot? And that hasn't been the case so far. Yeah, I think just talking to these guys and what they've brought in this off season. No, I don't think anybody over there feels that way. I think my stance has been: you want to avoid continuing down this road of missing out on opportunities instead of cashing in. And you know they keep showing us Triple H that they're going to get right back to that spot. And that's the one saving grace, right? You cannot win it all unless you are in that party. I mean, honestly, TCU came from out of nowhere. You can't really live like TCU and be outside the top 25 and just expect to win national championships. Give them their credit. They had a remarkable season and they wound up in the final game somehow. But you saw what the end result was. There has never been more of a personification of the old phrase, so close, but yet so far away. That was TCU. So I think what we, you and I understand with Ohio State, they will be in that party. Will they go on the road and beat Michigan, though? I can't say that yet. Having lost two games in a row, you just have to hope that the things that they're going to switch up or add to the secondary, that's going to work some magic and help these guys be better in the games that count. And also with the quarterback battle, that Either Kyle McCord or Devin Brown turns out to be the right guy. I'm like 85% confident that they will be. Just I'm going with what I know. And what I know is that Ryan Day, when he goes out and recruits a guy, guy's going to be pretty good in this offense. Yeah, one thing about Kyle, I mean, that is obviously a huge question. And we heard Corey Dennis and Ryan Day both talk about the quarterback battle and how that is going to be something that Buckeye fans will be looking at in the spring game coming up in the second week 
second weekend of uh, of April there. So we're just a little over two months away from that, and that battle really getting going. I think everybody knows. I think it's very obvious that it's McCord's job first. Like, I don't want to name him the starter. That's not what I'm doing. It's not I'm, necessarily I'm what he said today. Of course not. But but when even though it might be the case. Well, when Ryan was talking about the quarterbacks, he he mentioned the fact that Kyle McCord has been, you know, for two years, sat behind C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. He has started a game at Ohio State already, and that is big. That is really big. And I think seniority instantly gives you this the, the spot. Like, if we're talking about where are you starting on the track, Kyle McCord is is number one just because of seniority. I know you got the other guy coming in from Oregon State, uh, He'll be he, he. Ryan Day mentioned today that he's just mostly looking forward to being co- a coach. Being a coach, he yes. said something at the end about how he's going to get reps too. But I mean, come on, anybody that is looking at this situation, this is this is Devin Brown and Kyle McCord, and like you said, one A being Kyle McCord. Devin Brown would have to really step in there and compete and prove to a lot of people that they cannot have him on the sideline. That he's just that good. So that'll be tough for Devin Brown to prove. I think it will be tough. It will be tough. But you know, he knew that when he decided to come to Ohio State and I I think I want him to be successful in that role too because that will push Kyle McCord to be even better and there's a lot of people that are are really looking forward to Kyle McCord he's the next guy okay so we have to we have to kind of just get used to that I, and again I know people keep talking about the quarterback battle I think we just all know though McCord's going to be it's it'll be his to lose let's just say that and the other quarterback was Tristan Jebbia which we've which everybody's talked about him now for a couple weeks coming over from Oregon State. That's great. He's played in some games, and Coach Day mentioned that today too. You know that he has played in the Oregon Oregon State game. That's a big rivalry game out there, and uh, just that experience bringing that to the room is going to be huge. More more so than what he will bring on the field. Having an extra guy that's older played five years of college football in the room is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go. if, if he's a dude that wants to become a coach, honestly, that's a great move for him. Just having just having the association with Ohio State football, this guy knows that it would take a miracle for him to see the football field. That's not what that's about at all. And I don't want to spend too much time with that, but you know, you got to fill out the quarterback room. You need people there. You never know what's going to happen with injuries, but my goodness, like it's it, it ain't going to be that bad. It ain't going to get to that point. I'm excited to see this play out. And the the one guy that I kept talking to, I mean, I speak to him you know, every so often, and we had him on Buckeye Roundtable this week, Bill Curlick, who's, you know, cast a right wide net. Right on the trail, yeah. Yeah, cast a wide net. He's been covering the Buckeyes and recruiting for 30 years or so, right? Back to when he had the 1-900 number and the newsletter. Like, delivering the newsletters to the mailbox. Ah, where well you get the ink on your fingertips when you're done reading it. He kept saying about Devin Brown and his personality, how it never even crossed his mind. When he had a chance to come to Ohio State, it did not matter what, you know, we always... As dudes in the media, right, are doing shows, we like to look out what that path is. We like to plan it out ahead and see, okay, this guy would come in, have a year or two years, and then he would be eligible for the NFL draft. So if he's good enough and if he's doing good things for Ohio State, that likely means he's going to be doing good things for the people with the eyeballs in the NFL. We do it that way. Devin Brown didn't even focus on it. This dude was a dog, a competitor. He wanted to come to Ohio State. It did not matter who he was going to have to compete with. So you talk about the competition and how that's going to push Kyle McCord to be even better. I, I Really, the only reason I'm saying that Kyle McCord 
is the front runner here is because he was here a year before. That's really it. And that, that but that that, that, that does matter though. It that does is huge. Ma- it does matter, but it also doesn't automatically mean you win a job. Of course not. You got to do the work. Who yes. is the best for the offense will play. And if Devin Brown turns out to prove that he's just an elite overall type of playmaker that the legs can be almost as good as the arm talent there, then it could make this decision more difficult. And they talk about, you know, it's nice if you can have this thing solved by the spring. I don't think they're going to try to force it, though, if it doesn't play out that way. No, of course not. I mean, every day at practice, it should be a competition for who can throw the the tighter spiral, who can throw the longer, more perfect ball. I mean, the opportunity to be quarterback at Ohio State with the receiving room that that they're going to be bringing into the year next year is just unbelievable, and, and and it should be a fight every single day. And I I know Kyle McCord with two years of ex- and that extra year of experience playing in that arena because you got to keep in mind that's a huge thing too. Just if every day is a competition and he has that more experience practicing against Ohio State, you know the Ohio State defense who is bringing in some new dudes too. I, I love to see that as well. We'll get into that surely. What Ohio State's done as far as as that side of the football goes, they're going to be going against those guys in practice, and that's where that's where the position will be won. We will not know. We will truly not know until who comes out there for the first game, who the starting quarterback is. We'll get some idea in the spring game because that'll matter too. I'm going to jump into Ryan Day right now since we got a few minutes. I'm going to queue up a couple of cuts here. We'll start with what we're talking about here. It's National Signing Day, folks, of yesteryear. So happy National Signing Day, first Wednesday of February. No new signees, but like Hayden just mentioned, some recent transfers. That all counts as recruiting. You bring in Davison Igbenosin from Ole Miss, the number one cornerback on the market. You pair him with a Syracuse safety transfer who is a good player for them in Jihad Carter. But let's start with that quarterback competition and day on what Kyle McCord is bringing to the table. You know, we're going we're gonna to miss CJ, but, uh, you know, we got an opportunity to now uh, find out what the next era of quarterback play will be here at Ohio State, which is which is going to be exciting going into the spring. You start with Kyle. Kyle's now going to his third year. Kyle started the game. He's, he's played some football here. He knows the system very, very well. Um, you know, he's going to have a really good spring you know i think uh, the guys on the team uh, know him well and, and he's shown some leadership skills and so strong arm uh, has the ability to you know he's very intelligent um, you know was very highly recruited coming out of high school so you know he's he's you know got to really play his best football here but uh, but has a lot of talent and certainly accurate throwing the ball and um, strong arm big you know physical so that's great that i you know i agree with him about sorry for the cutoff there i agree with him about how it's just an exciting thing you know it's he also joked in the press conference today about you know losing cj stroud and how he really did think that he was wrestling with it but ultimately knew he was going to decide to go to the nfl draft i mean come on but he was hoping (laughs) he was hoping that he would come back but still changing the guard there at the most important position of sports here at ohio state there's some intrigue there's some excitement to that this guy that's been hiding in the shadows here you've never got to really see him he's done some media and the guys that cover buckeye football every day he's sometimes at one of the tables there in the woody during practice but he's been overshadowed by the starter that's how it goes this guy could wind up being really, really good, and you just you don't know until you know. Yeah, yeah, done. That's just the thing, Tim. Is that he's a guy that's put in two years of being a backup quarterback in a world of college football where he could have instantly left, been a starter, and came back to Ohio State. Like how crazy it is. It seems like with with how much dudes are transferring. You know what I mean? Like he, 
And he stayed. He decided to stay at Ohio State. Learn under CJ. I know it's not learning under CJ Stroud because you know they're they're in both in college, but in, he did. CJ was the better quarterback last year. He learned under him. He's been waiting for this, and it's really exciting. He's the same size as CJ as far as the height goes. So there's something to mold there. And we know what Ryan Day has done with quarterbacks. He's he's nailed every single one. Has been phenomenal. Has been a Heisman finalist. So I'm really look really looking forward to see what where he develops. Right. There's just a little bit of wiggle room, but you expect the overall performance is going to be there. Maybe it's not a 45 touchdown pass, dude. Maybe he throws for, you know, 35, but he keeps interceptions very low and the running game becomes more of a factor. Things, little nuances that you wonder about. You will continue to hear some voices from the people there at Ohio State throughout the show today. We've got our friend Dave Holmes, sportscaster from 10 TV. He'll have his hit at 633. I'm dying to get your take on this too. Because I got frustrated by something today, which is not shocking, I know. But it's something that we're told by the sports world we're not allowed to do as Buckeye fans. That's next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. On air. Online. On the app. New methods of consumption. Same great radio taste. Take us with you everywhere. The fan, Ohio's sports destination. The home of Big Ten championships and future first rounders. You're listening to the Buckeye Show. What's going on, everybody? Hope your Wednesday is going smooth. National Signing Day, kind of, here. What percentage uh, of the work gets done in December now? 97%? And really, across all of college football, that December signing period, that changed the game. That is when it gets done, even though you've got a few stragglers still out there. By the way, Triple H is doing the show with me tonight, so it's good to see you, buddy. What's going on? It's, yeah. it's very, very slim for this February signing date. We had no new signees today. No. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, and, you know, Ryan Day talked about that today. He said it is the norm to bring guys in in their senior year. That's when they're freshmen. That's when they start college, early enrolling. This spring, guys are there because that is the only way to get them ready to play in a Division One college football game is having them in there that early, getting them in the weight room. I don't care what co- what high school you went to, IMG Academy even, although they might get you ready there alone. I don't know. I mean, that is the prestigious high school football academy. But it's nothing like the Woody. I know that. I know that practicing around college players, there's there's nothing that can beat that. And that's we need freshmen to step up in the new year. So... Yeah, I love to see it. Here's one more from Ryan Day. We just uh, listened to something he said about Kyle McCord in the last segment. Just in just his overall happiness with the 2023 class. Looking back on it, guys, it is still top five. There were definitely some ups and downs. Started really hot. Started losing some battles to some big schools. Had some decommitments. You were kind of feeling just a, a roller coaster of emotions for a while. All in all, it's a top five class nationally. Here he was talking about it. When the early signing day was put into place, it certainly put a lot of stress on December. What it's allowed us to do now in, in January is almost get back to like spring recruiting because right now the head coaches aren't on the road in, in January or in, in, in the spring but allowed us to, you know a few weeks here to get out on the road and get a head, head start on the 24 class which was great but um, you know really pleased after after the dust settled on this this class we added some guys in the portal uh, about 25 guys here that we feel great about yeah you mentioned the the transfers and we talked about a couple of the DBs you've got Victor Cutler who we didn't mention back there offensive lineman that could compete for the starting center job so that's certainly something big dude from louisiana monroe top guys in the 23 class just looking at him no surprise three of the top four overall players are wide receivers i do wonder 
not to say you don't want really good wide receivers, but I would occasionally like to see some other positions that are super highly ranked up there at the top. Still good wide receivers, but you know you can only get three of them out there. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I do look at some of the younger guys that are already in the room because what we heard about Emeka Igbuka. If you didn't hear that, guys. Eight Buckeyes are going to be missing spring ball, and the names to highlight there would be Travion Henderson coming back from his foot deal. You've got Noah Mecca Igbuka or Julian Fleming. So That's some, some of these other wide receivers that were four- and five-star recruits behind them, they will get some more run in spring ball. So it'll be good for them to get their feet wet for if an injury happens in the Next fall. Next man up, surely. Yeah, where you, you will have Marvin and Emeka and Julian still, but some of these younger dudes will be ready to go. Brandon Innes, Jermaine Matthews, the cornerback. That's a nice one. Second overall recruit in the 23 class. And then Noah Rogers and Carnell Tate, two more wide receivers. Number five, though, is uh, is Calvin Simpson Hunt. So two cornerbacks and three wide receivers. Your yeah. top five ranked guys. No, that's great. No, I mean, that position has just been electric, and I get even more excited talking about how coaches were speaking today. Brian Hartline talking a little bit about how Marvin Harrison has just pushed that room to a new level, even. Like, that that that, that room from year to year just gets more intense because they want to be better than the guys in front of them. So that just, that gets me excited. Just really, really excited because that room has been the most talented room at Ohio State the last few seasons. And if that continues, so that'll be exciting. Now, granted, you want to get known for being more of a smash-mouth football team, being more better between the tackles and, and whatnot. Surely, that well, that will come. That will come. And I think you know Jim Knowles in year two will be important. And some of those other guys that you're talking about, Victor Cutler coming in, he'll be a big part of that too. And that's just part of the storylines as we head into spring. Triple H, I tweeted something earlier this morning from our Buckeye Show account about... Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts, actually. And this comes from Joel Klatt, who I like. This comes from a lot. from haters, is who it comes from. This these kinds of conversations, trying to, you know, shut up Buckeye fans because we have it nice. It's true, we do. Well, well listen, I, I get what I get what Joel Klatt is doing. He's doing a podcast, he's putting content out there. He does a really good job. I want to start by saying that because I do appreciate the national TV coverage. It, it always does still fascinate me about how our football coverage works in America. So many of our other sports, you get like a team, you know, a local team where it's Bally for the Blue Jackets and for the Cavs. But, Bally, yeah. you know, for football, it's just different pro football and college football. But you do get some of the same guys when the TV networks settle down and you get your deals. And we've gotten a lot of Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt doing Buckeye football games. And I have appreciated the coverage. I feel more than most of the color commentators, Joel Klatt goes that extra mile, that extra step. You can tell he's just incredibly immersed in every football team he's going to cover. And I appreciate that out of him. But he went kind of in on this Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow thing. And I'm sorry, and it's on the subject of claiming players. If you're a fan base, and can you claim them or not? And look, this is what we do, right, as sports radio guys, is get into the rule books and what you should be allowed to do and what you shouldn't be allowed to do. That's the fun of it. But I just don't know, on our side of the fence, on Ohio State side, is anybody really incorrectly claiming Joe Burrow? Or is there just an acknowledgement of him being here? I mean, I get how it works. You get how it works. He didn't play here. They picked Dwayne Haskins. He went on, and he won a national championship and played his football at LSU. 
But I just, when you're going to say that Jalen Hurts wasn't a part, like, forget about, take the word claim out of it. Was he a part of Alabama? A hundred percent. Was Joe Burrow a part of Ohio State? A hundred percent. Both of those guys have degrees. They have degrees from those respective schools. And for Hertz, part of it, he played a lot of football at Alabama. He was he in a national championship in, game. In the national and championship game, And then got sad yes. for Tua. It's really interesting about it. I just don't know why we have to get all twisted and caught up in it. I'm not, I'm, I get it, man. LSU quarterback, Joe Burrow. No doubt about it. But to deny that Ohio State was a part of his past, let the let the men actually say how it is. Yes, Forget about yes, us. Right. Let those dudes say how it is. And they both have a, a very soft spot in their heart for Bama and Ohio State. I think it's just one of those it's one of those things where we forget as Buckeye fans how loud our voices are. And we do talk about the fact that Joe Burrow was at Ohio State. Maybe even subconsciously we talk about those things sometimes. And to, to the non-Buckeye fan, they just hear that and they just get sick of it. It's like it's like if you haven't been on Twitter or just haven't even turned on a TV and watched any coverage of the Super Bowl, did you know Jason and Travis Kelsey are brothers and they're playing each other in the Super Bowl? It's one of those things. Like, yes, we know. We know the fact that Joe Burrow was at Ohio State. We know the fact that Jalen Hurts was at Alabama. Can we just stop talking about it? And us from our side are like, no, we don't want to stop talking about it. Like, he's he's a Buckeye. He says, you know. But you know what, though? Perfect example. 11 Warriors did that, you know, top 10 Ohio State quarterbacks, right? Since the turn of the century. Is Joe Burrow anywhere on that list? No. Right. No, that makes we're sense. not putting Joe Burrow in our top not. five lists and things like that. We're not doing that. Oh, best Buckeye quarterback. We're not doing that. Yeah, There's we don't just even some acknowledgement that, hey, you know, he was here in Columbus and that mattered as a part of his journey to get to where he is. We don't, That's e- all. We don't even call him the best Buckeye quarterback in the NFL. We call Justin Fields that. Yeah, because you know? we know because, we can't. Right, because we can't. Yeah, he's the but best he LSU quarterback. But was also a Buckeye. Yes, right, at one point, exactly. And that's all Buckeye fans are just trying to get across is that he's from Ohio he's he's ours it's like it's like the aviation issue like the Wright brothers are from Ohio don't tell Beamer about that don't get Beamer on that one the license plates from uh, the North Carolinians. They did fly him there, though. They did fly him there. Thing. Yeah, Kitty Hawk. and That's a huge that's, thing. That's a thing there. Is some, I think Indiana's even got some claim to no, the right, right brothers. They can, cross state line. Indiana can something was done sh- in Indiana. No, they can They got popcorn. That. They got something with the Wright brothers. I'm just saying. All right, much more Buckeye conversation. We're going to hit a little football as well, some men's hoops with Dave Holmes from 10TV. We'll say, what up, Holmes? That's next. Buckeye Show on the fan. This is Ohio State football coach Ryan Day on your home for Buckeye football, the fan. Ohio sports destination. A man so professional, he wears a suit to a radio interview. He's 10 TV's Dave Holmes. All right, Buckeye fans, rocking and rolling here, middle of the week. That means it's Dave Holmes time. I'm Timmy Hall. That's Triple H. Our guy Bodie Wells back there. Bodie, good job tonight. So, Dave, we're we're in this pocket now where kind of feels like nothing's going on, but then you get a day like this and everybody speaks over at the Woody. And it's just that little reminder of how football is always king, even if it's basketball season. And look, there's a reason our men's basketball team isn't doing so hot right now. Women's team, as we said before, they're back to it tonight, trying to stop their three-game skid. But 
Big day at the Woody. I mean, a lot going on on a national signing day that really isn't a national signing day, huh? Yeah, it's interesting that we still have it and we still even have it has a name that we even care about. It was funny. One of our news producers got a hold of me a couple of nights ago and said, hey, what do you have planned for national signing day? You're like, oh, let me tell you. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. So literally nothing. And in fact, today they asked me, what do you want to do? I was going to be on the newscast at 5.05 today. Hope you watched. I'm sure the demographics line up here pretty well. But at 5.05, <laughs> it's not one, not one of your people watching. Wait, wait, were you talking to me or him? Yeah, I'm talking, I doubt the sports radio crowd is watching us at 5.05, yeah. but either way. So I said, to me, the story is James Laurinaitis just talking for the first time since being added as a defensive grad assistant because the Buckeyes aren't signing anyone. Big programs aren't signing guys. Um, you almost wonder what went wrong if you are signing a guy in February at this point. So it's lost its luster, but like you said, a reminder how big Ohio State football is. And, and the fact that you got James Laurinaitis, who went from... Ohio State to Notre Dame, back to Ohio State. This fall, we'll go back to Notre Dame for one afternoon. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool to have him back in the fold. He really went from 97.1, the fan, That's true. to Notre Dame. It's true. Back to Ohio State. And uh, Hayden, before you go here, let's just, uh, I got a little clip from James Laurinaitis. As he is now, he's not in sports talk host mode, which you mm-hmm. heard him for a couple years from the 9 to noon slot. This is in... I'm having a microphone shoved in my face. Yeah. I've got a little table out at the Woody. Say the right things. This mode. is the future, James. Yeah. Like this is you'll be having to wear this hat a lot. What he loves about coaching here. You're impacting young people in the game that you love. It's I've played this game since I was in fourth grade. I've loved playing it. It's been obviously a deep passion of mine. I loved being still around the game when I was doing media. It was just close enough, you know, to get the juices flowing and then I had to find out whether I wanted to do it. And so I just took an opportunity, and I'm thankful to Marcus, obviously, for giving me that opportunity and trusting me. Marcus Freeman, he's talking about. He even has the coach's cadence now, doesn't he? He sounds like a coach, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be great at it here, for sure. I'm sure Bodie's super upset, super upset thinking about how he doesn't have him. But my question for you, Dave. Our linebackers kind of sucked anyway. <laughs> Woo! There you go. <laughs> From out of the booth with the top with the elbow. It's fair. The elbow you're, drop. you're saying there's no, he couldn't have done any help with those guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the the rematch is uh the smack talk starts now. Um mm-hmm. but let me ask you this, Dave, about talking about this Buckeye defense. And we brought Jim Knowles in because the defense needed to play better and he had he had an off season last year to do, but now he has a full off season. And he has his players' film to watch and to develop. And he's got the linebackers coming back. He's got these transfers coming in on the in the secondary. How important is is this is this off season for Jim Knowles and for this defense going into a new year? Yeah. So if I'm giving Jim Knowles a year one report card grade, it's incomplete. I think for people to just look at what happened against Michigan and summarize the whole season is not fair because analytically speaking, objectively speaking, eyeball speaking, they were a better defense than they were the year before. Yes? Yeah. Agreed. Of course. We're all on the same page. They sucked when it mattered most. Yes? Agreed. Yeah, very poor. Especially the passing defense. Not good enough. Both of those can be true. So it's easy to just go, you know, hairpin reaction and just say, man, nothing got better. Look, they got beat by Michigan again. That's true. They played poorly against Michigan for the second straight year. But they were better overall. So I think they improved. I understand that patience is not always the word in markets like, you know, Tuscaloosa and and, (laughs) and Knoxville and Columbus, right? I mean, there are places where people want to see. And I get it. For $2 million, I want return on investment this year. I get it. Uh, so I think, though, they looked better. And I'm, I'm intrigued, like Hayden said, with the linebackers coming back and the experience. 
I think they should be pretty good. And if they're not, okay, then we can fire off our Jim Knowles takes this time next year. But for now, I'm slightly encouraged by what I saw overall. I'm going to ignore the fact that, like you said, they looked really bad, especially in pass defense against Michigan and Georgia. I, I still think they were better overall. But now it becomes kind of a prove-it year for Jim Knowles. Dave Holmes, sportscaster from 10TV. He's with us here. It's What Up, Holmes. Are you going to get on the uh, the Devin Brown train at all? I mean, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how <laughs> we'll see it plays what happens. out. Wait, so what is what is this train that we just automatically, we're so obsessed with the next thing that we don't even want Kyle McCord to be the next thing. We're on we to the skip, next, we next skip thing. the next thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's a bit annoying that that's where we are in all hot take sports you know media right now it's like what it's not even what's next it's like it's almost like we in the sports media at times want to be the people that know about the punk band before they're even playing small clubs right like we're in on we were in on devin brown before it was cool and we're obsessed with what's next devin brown's right. from utah oh, but once devin brown plays big arenas he's no longer cool he's sold but wait, out but wait let me backpedal there because mentioned this in the first segment sometimes just because and this could be the same in your work life, right? Yeah. You might think that you've just got more talent or something more to give mm-hmm. than the next person, not simply because you've spent X amount of years in a place. Yeah. It could happen. Athletics, for sure, where you just got a guy that comes in and is just really good. Now, you think you might have heard about that and the noise might be a little bit louder, mm-hmm. I think would be the thing if Devin Brown were that good. But still, like a lot of people you talk to say that the guy's got the, the well-rounded game and the ability to move the ball with his legs and throw it. So what are you saying there, Hayden? Let me translate. <laughs> is is when Dom, like when Dom Tiberi leaves, he's saying Adam King should be promoted and not me. That's That was the that was what you were saying right there. Was that the analysis? <laughs> I was actually going for Triple H <laughs> over, over me. No, I, yeah. no I, I'm with you, though. You, it, I'm with you. This is not the royal family. There's no line of secession here. All right, you're allowed to jump someone if you're better than them. We saw Tate Martell. Remember after the Rose Bowl, Tate Martell. It's my team now mindset. And Justin Fields comes in about 10 days later. It's, See ya, Tate. Never heard, never heard from again. So I'm with you that Kyle McCord has to prove it in the spring. So Kyle McCord needs to prove it. I think he's the incumbent. I think it's his to lose. But I'm with you that if Devin Brown balls out in the spring, you know, then there's no reason he couldn't be the guy. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, I think the big thing there is it feels like maybe Buckeye fans feel like Ohio State's settling when they go with uh, Kyle McCord. But Tim's giving me the hoops signal, so I think he wants to talk about hoops. So I'm going to ask you a hoops question, Dave. Okay. As a, you know... Buckeye team one one and seven in their last eight games. It's brutal. It's it's been just it's brutal. not been fun. But we know college basketball is a you know, it's a forty minute game. You know you can get behind early. You can uh, you can be battling have guys out there battling injuries. What is it with this Ohio State team that they're just not able to to pull out just one win in these Big Ten games recently? You know, I, lack of offensive flow. I mean, I know. Tim probably feels the same way on that. I just the feel ball like sticks. It does, right? And sometimes that shows up late in the game, and they lose a lot of close games. And sometimes when you don't know where your offense is going to come from, or like you said, the ball sticks late in the game, they're just not executing when they have to. It's frustrating because for the first time in the Chris Holtman era, I feel like they are underachieving. They're better than this. And I think every year, I understand Holtman, people are frustrated. I get it. But... Overall, I think he's been a talent maximizer for the most part. Maybe a game here or there. Of course, I'm looking at you, Oral Roberts. I get it. But this is the first time I look at this team. I think they're better than this. Like This is not yeah. acceptable. Yeah, it, it really, 
Because every every season, you're expected to grow a little bit, right? Yeah, right. Every team out there is trying to grow once you realize you might have more than what you expected. No CEO says, hey, we want profits to go down 5% this year. <laughs> right, right. right. We're trying yeah. to have a steady, right. steady Let's do a increase. slow decline. Let's do a slow decline. We, we get right. there's freshmen and transfers, but when you're 10-3 and three, yes. and you played some good teams really close, you're thinking, okay, we'll figure out how to win those mm-hmm. ones next time, and it just hasn't happened. I don't know if it's just... I don't know if it's regressed or it's just other teams are making better decisions as yeah. they go along and the Buckeyes aren't. All in all, it amounts to you kind of being what you are at this point of the season, which is just a really mediocre, very dangerously close to being considered a bad team yeah. at this point. Yeah, they're closer to a bad team than a tournament team right now, which is Un- unfathomable six weeks ago. Yeah. If you'd have told me where they'd be in early February. So I do think Justice Suing, Zed Key, you got a couple leaders. They got to step up real big. We know there's talented freshmen. You can't always count on them. But yeah, they, they should be better than they are right now. Yeah. Who's winning tomorrow? I mean, you got Wisconsin, <laughs> massive problems yeah. lately. The Someone Buckeyes, has to. problems. <laughs> they will award a victory tomorrow to someone. It's the, it's the emojis with the teeth showing. Yes. Like, oh, I don't yeah, know about someone. this. Whenever Ohio State and Wisconsin play basketball, it just sounds like an under game to me for yeah. some reason. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. No, I mean, I know, I know we're not you know supposed to be talking about that kind of stuff, but... Oh, we're not? Yeah. Oh, okay, well... <laughs> sub in Virginia for the Buckeyes and <laughs> yeah, see how low right. that yeah. score is. 55 to 52. Tony Bennett, I think he's got yeah. some Wisconsin history there. Yeah, cried it out. Yeah. All right, Dave, good stuff, man. We'll see you next Wednesday, okay? Right. See you guys. There he goes. We'll have the best with the Bucks on the social fronts coming up. Hashtag Buckeyes is next. It's the Buckeyes show on the fan. We aim to punch you in the face with as many games as we can. Your home of the Buckeyes, Blue Jackets, Crew, and Browns. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Social media can be a cesspool. Allow us to navigate the waters. Hashtag Buckeyes. Sponsored by Mumo Express Car Wash. Timmy Hall and Triple H with you tonight here on the Buckeye Show. If you missed anything throughout this hour hour, it will soon be available, the full show, for free on the podcast page. So anywhere you get your audio, including at 971thefan.com, you can listen to the entire show. Just give it about 15 minutes or so after the program is done. Leave we have a Buckeye. review on iTunes, yes, too, if yes. you have those. Oh, thank you for saying. Yeah, appreciate if you, those. If you listen on Apple little review, uh, customer review, give us some uh, feedback. I keep saying I want to do a more detailed uh, survey. And some might say, be careful what you wish for if you ask for that. But I love you getting feedback. You have some thick skin, though. Yeah. yeah so you work you, with Common Man. You kind of have to, right? <laughs> yeah. Even just working with you, you tell me you know how much the show sucks do i every every other day do or, I, so. or do you come over and ask hey how can we make the buckeye show better and you ask me that like multiple times and i have to just like i have to say something we're always tinkering right we're always tinkering yeah we're always trying to get better that's that's the way it should be that's the way it has to be that's the way it will be the one the one thing uh, before i get to some of these tweets here that i had been really spending some time and thought wondering about going back to sort of the older days is opening up the segments for phone calls. A couple of people had suggested that for me. Let the folks speak. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's so yeah. hard. It's, it's so Let's, hard to pull we, the trigger on that. Why don't we just not do that, Tim? Yeah, Bodie's like, I don't want to do more work. And neither do I, to be honest. So It, it can be good. It's just, if we've tried to do that, you know, periodically with like the Buckeye Leaves was a segment that we did where we tried to open it up. And it just, I don't know, like in... You want to have like a certain amount of 
of phone calls that just really bring it, right? There's, I guess there's just an old radio adage of giving up yourself, right? You feel like you're almost not doing the job that you were brought in here to do right. when well, you do segments yeah. like that. And I know some in the old days, entire shows would just be pop on the mics and then go straight to the phones, right? Tim, not, not everyone's going to sound as good as you on the air so yes and whoever we have not on, even saying the that. show's instantly getting worse if it's a if it's a caller but, i don't know man some of our uh, call there could be the those couple of dudes or gals out there i get what you're saying because you have people get on the, the air and you know they're a little bit shocked that they're that they even got picked or they're you know they don't know what to say exactly so they they kind of stutter starts it with happens. three greetings you know hey, oh hello, you guys got yeah. me how you doing hello. go ahead Oh, hey, thanks for having me. Yep, good. Hey. Go ahead with your thought. Hey. Oh, yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. Hold, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You got me? Um, <laughs> no, but I think I think it'd be healthy to to have at least one segment a week where maybe that could be a thing. So maybe we'll discuss that, you know, in the back channels. All sorts of things that uh, that could be coming down the pike. Yeah, what else I'm going to try to do? I'm going to try to get Paris Johnson Jr. in studio again. I like that guy. Now that he's going to be uh, going to the NFL draft and he'll be a top 10 pick. And he already came in here out of the goodness of his own heart in November, whenever their bye week was. Came in here during the bye week. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, to hang out with him. I showed him some of the, the editing booths where we edit sound mm-hmm. and he pretended yep. to be very, very interested a large man yeah he didn't even fit in the room right I, he, he literally stood outside of the editing bay because only my small person could fit in there he couldn't even fit in but he was so <laughs> interested he was like oh really oh you got some dewan in there play some dewan sound for me yeah what well, you think about how large paris johnson jr is and then just imagine standing next to dewan jones who measured in at over six foot eight and 375 pounds at the senior bowl and didn't you say you saw that he had the longest wingspan and ever taken in the, the senior bowl for that position. Maybe okay. Maybe there's someone else at at uh at the offensive line position that. Well, he is an or, offensive line. I, I guess yeah, that's what who I was. Would yeah, have a, right. Who would have a bigger wingspan? I was going to say wide receiver or tight end, but yeah, I mean, genuinely, those guys aren't as big as the, uh, Dewan Jones. I don't think we've seen a wide receiver as big as Dewan Jones. I think that's safe to say. Uh, give me your thought on this. Uh, to go back to a to a hashtag, Austin Ward, who helps us out here on the fan, of course, and uh, with dotting the I, he said uh, this Ohio State collective, Cohesion Ohio is ramping up its staff with a full-time executive director and communications director. So uh, he just he posted the statement here in his tweet. That's just his account is where I saw this for the first time. And they've hired Dan Apple, their first full-time executive director to lead the purpose-driven NIL collective. He's going to start he started today and he's going to oversee their mission to unify corporate leaders, alumni, dedicated fans and charitable partners to ensure Current Ohio State student-athletes across all sports can use purpose-driven NIL commitments to positively impact the community. And then it just goes on and on and on. You understand what they're trying to do here. They're trying to get, they're trying to get these athletes some extra money. It's, a, it's an arms race right now. Our NIL has got to be on par with what the other big NIL you know, uh, collectives are doing. I did find it interesting that one of the things Mark Pantone said today, he's the recruiting director, he had some time to talk, was at one of those tables at the Woody, and he said that, you know, looking for on different recruiting battles, there might be chances or there might be situations where Ohio State has to pull back on the reins and maybe stay away from a certain prospect if their whole entire force of coming to play college football is driven behind NIL. 
Like they've got to sell their brand and their football experience a little bit in addition to what you can earn is what he's saying. And Ryan Day seemed to think that everybody that uh, is here is getting plenty of NIL opportunities and the people that should be earning are earning and doing a good job. I just saw a graphic earlier this week, too, where it's it's in the millions. It's in the millions what Ohio State athletes are earning with NIL. Yeah. How about what Ohio State athletes are earning after they're at Ohio State? What some of these, you know, that's that's the reason why you want to bring kids into Ohio State because they want to grow and develop as football players. That's their main focus. There's nothing wrong with being focused on getting your own college money. That's great. That's important. And but yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with focusing on the guys that are going to fit the culture first, as opposed to just who's the the biggest and baddest. All right, we've got Buckeye women's basketball tonight. They need a win. I think they're going to get it. That's at seven thirty on fourteen sixty ESPN at Wisconsin men's team tomorrow night. Right here, so we will see you at six o'clock tomorrow night for some warm up coverage. They badly need to beat Wisconsin at Value City Arena. Inside Edge is going to be coming up next. All-Star Break Edition, followed by On the Money at 8. Of course, we're always brought to you by our good friends at Moo Moo Express Car Wash, home of the Unlimited Wash Club, and also by CareSource. Triple H, good stuff, man. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me in, Tim. Yeah, no doubt about it. Our guy Bodie, good stuff as well. Again, we'll get you ready for some Buckeye Hoops coming up tomorrow night at 6. Inside Edge is up next here on The Fan. Man and Bone have a simple philosophy for their show. Talk some sports, have some laughs, and get very fat. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays at 3. The Fan.